All right, everybody, welcome to the Change Academy podcast. Today we're talking about how to find your compelling reason. Take your seats, please. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to episode number two of the Change Academy podcast. In this podcast, we're exploring how to change your mind, change your body, and ultimately change your life, not just for the better, but also for good. Mm-hmm. My name is Monica Reinagel. I'm a licensed nutritionist. I'm host of the Nutrition Diva podcast. And in that podcast, I talk a lot about the science of food and nutrition. And I am Brock Armstrong, and I'm a movement and fitness expert and coach. And I also host the Get Fit Guy podcast, where I talk about the science of movement and exercise and all of that kind of stuff. So the reason Brock and I created this podcast is that we wanted a place where we could focus on another topic that's really near and dear to both of our hearts. And this is something that has grown out of our work together in the Way Less program that we founded, and that is the science of behavior change. So if you're listening to these episodes in order, which hopefully you are, because it makes a lot more sense if you do, in episode number one of the Change Academy podcast, we actually went through and we outlined the eight things that well, we believe anyway, to be essential to make this kind of change in our lives that we're talking about in this podcast. And and in this episode and the next few episodes, we're going to take a deeper look into each one of those things and uh, and really explore them in, in much more detail so you can really use them in your lives. The, the way that we've been using this stuff in our lives, I know we've learned probably as much as the people that we've coached <laughs> along the way doing the the way less program and also just in our in our coaching platforms that we do on our own and and we're still working on this stuff along with you guys for example one of the things i've been working on <laughs> is i realized a little while ago that my day tends to wrap up around three or four o'clock, even if I'm still actually doing work or sitting at the computer or poking at things. So I realized that if I actually saved some of the stuff that I really enjoy doing out of my daily work until that time, that I wasn't, I don't lose that part of the day anymore. It's sort of, I guess, that old theory of like, do the hard stuff first. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've really been putting that into practice over the last little while. Have you been working on something, Monica? I think right now my main focus is having to kind of rebuild new systems to accommodate all the changes that have uh, come up for everyone over the last three or four weeks as we've responded to this global pandemic. We have launched this podcast right smack in the middle of the hmm. uh, coronavirus pandemic. And, you know, before that, I had actually spent a lot of time setting up systems that work for me, that make habits and habit stacks and 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 ways of arranging my schedule and my environment that meant that I was consistently getting the stuff done that I wanted to get done, whether it was working out or meal prep. And, uh, and now, of course, all of those systems have been sort of thrown into the blender. So what I'm working on right now is retooling and kind of taking a fresh look at what my days look like now, and they look a lot different than they did even just a couple of weeks ago, and having to set up some new systems, some new habits uh, to make this work for me, as well as my more established routines work for me. And I may not need these new systems forever, new ways of building exercise into my day or new ways of managing my time. But I think it's probably just a good exercise to, you know, to have the flexibility of reworking a system when I need to. So 
even if I revert to some of my old systems once they're possible again, I'm, I still welcome this opportunity to kind of go through the process again. So that's what I've been working on. Yeah, you know what I really like about that is I think a lot of people, a lot of us have sort of looked at this situation that we're in right now as just something we need to endure rather than something that we should embrace and actually like live our lives in a different way rather than just wait it out and and hope to return to to normal at some point. And hopefully we will return to normal, like you said, like you may not need these systems later on, but instead of just hunkering down and being like, I just got to get through this, you're actually making the most of it. I think that's a really important thing. Well, actually, I'm not sure that that we will return to normal in the sense of yeah. go back. I think we're going to go forward into a new normal. And uh, and some of the things that are clipping our wings right now, like our inability to be out in the world and socializing, that will return. And I'm looking forward to that. But we're not ever really going to go back to to the uh, to the old way. We're going to go forward into into a new normal. And this podcast will be here with you guys to help you get back into that new normal. That's right. But as I alluded to earlier, um, or as I came right out and stated earlier, <laughs> there are there are eight things that we highlighted in the first episode. And, and this episode in particular is going to be all about the first of those eight things, which is... The first of the eight things that we need to create sustainable, positive change in our lives is a compelling reason. Mm. And as we said last week, this isn't just the what and the how we want to accomplish, but the why. So... Brock, why isn't it enough just to decide that we want to lose weight or we want to get fit or we want to save more money? What? Why do we need something more than that in order to compel change? I guess it really comes down to, for me anyway, I change is hard. That's right. And it's change is uncomfortable. And I think those are the uncomfortableness of making change is something that is really hard to just push through. So your desire to change yourself has to be greater than your desire to keep things the same. Mm. Does that does that make sense? Like your desire to change has to be greater than your desire to keep things the same. And, and as humans, our desire to keep things the same or homeostasis or status quo or whatever. Efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. It's strong. Like we, that is where we really flourish is when we've set up a system, we've set up a habit, we've set up a routine, we're really routine-based beings. And to change that, we can't just want to do it. <laughs> we've got to have a really compelling reason. Otherwise, it's really easy to just be like, oh, well, I didn't really want to do that that badly. And you just sort of throw it out, whether it's my eating all those snacks that you put in the cupboard or not drinking as much or whatever it happens to be in the moment, it's really easy to just be like, oh, well, I, that wasn't really that important mm -hmm. to me. So yeah, that's what I think is the, is, is sort of the crux of the situation. Yeah. I think when we think about making a change, we kind of get excited about that new reality, that outcome. And we don't realize just how much effort there will be involved. And then it surprises us. You know, because we just think having made up our minds that we're going to do something, it's as good as done. But the hard work is still there yeah. in front of us. And I think you're right. I think without that deeper, more compelling reason, uh, it's 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 hard to push through then to find the energy to make that effort. Well, and you've got to know what that goal will ultimately mean in your life, like how that's going to actually move you forward, aside from just having achieved it, whether it's like when, when you've made the million dollars that you, I don't know, put on the sticky note on your 
on your mirror. Right, or lost the 30 pounds or run the eight-minute mile. As you always like to say, Brock, then what? Yeah, like what does that mean to you besides just achieving it and checking it off a to-do list? And those are fine. Like those kind of goals are absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with having those kind of goals that you're really just checking off your to-do list. But those aren't the kinds of changes that we're talking about in in this podcast. It's not those life-changing and sustainable goals that, that we're really getting at. Okay, so we're uncomfortable. We're trying to make a change. We've got to have a compelling reason, and it's it's deeper than just, just those flitting little thoughts. But now we... You're probably sitting out there thinking, okay, that sounds that makes sense, Brock, Monica. That that I I understand that, but how the heck do I find this compelling reason? Well, and I think that this is when we have to get out our journals or scratch piece of paper. There's something about putting our thoughts into writing where we can see them that can can crystallize and clarify. And the way one way I like to approach getting at a compelling reason, really drilling down, is to start just by asking myself the question, well, why do I want to have this in my life? Mm, yeah. But not to stop there, not to stop with the first thing that I write down, but then to look at that thing and, and ask again, well, but why do I want that? What would that bring into my life? Why is that something that I think I would enjoy having? And to keep asking that question, well, then, but why? Why Why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Well, why? Why do you want to fit into your clothes better? Well, why? What does that bring you? And to just keep asking those whys and at least five times. Yeah. And I think your clue that you are starting to get at your compelling reason is when you finally answer that question with something that gives you, that has an emotional vibration for you. When you find yourself feeling a little emotional about about your response, about your answer to that question, I think you're getting closer to that compelling reason, to something that actually hooks into something deeper than a superficial desire uh, or a, a a fleeting goal, but an actual meaningful reason for what you are trying to achieve, who you are trying to become in the world, and why. So one one way to get at that is to literally sit down and just be that annoying three year old that just keeps asking, <laughs> "Well, but why? Well, why is the sky blue?" Well, <laughs> and and to keep asking. Do you want to try one? I want to, um, let's say, I I know, um, I want to stop drinking so much soda or pop where I come from. Well, why? Why, Brock? Why would you want to do that? Well, because I, well, I want to lose some weight and that seems like a good way to, to do it. I agree. That would be a good way to do it. But why is losing weight important to you? Well, I, I don't feel confident when my clothes are kind of tight and tugging on me and, and sort of bulging a little bit. So I want to, I want to fit better into my clothes. Hmm. Couldn't you just buy bigger clothes? <laughs> yeah, but that would be admitting defeat. Aha, aha. So you want to fit a little bit more comfortably in the clothes you have. What would that change about your life? What would that make different for you in your life if you fit more comfortably into the clothes that you have? That would make me feel confident. I'd feel yeah. feel like my appearance is is more acceptable and I have confidence to to appear in front of my my peers and my friends and my colleagues. Well, that's interesting. And and why is that feeling confident? in public and the way that you look to others, what does that mean to you? Well, I feel like I'm being judged all the time, that people are looking at me with with judgment and that makes me feel like I'm 
I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm not, it, it undermines my, my ability to, to really be present, I guess, and hmm. be my authentic self. Hmm. So maybe another way to um, satisfy this desire would be to stop caring what other people think about you. <laughs> Drink all the soda you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, one thing that can come through, and obviously, um, I don't think Brock has a soda problem. We're just kind of, yeah. you know, rehearsing some of the things that we, conversations that we often have with the people that we are coaching. And sometimes when you get into this conversation, you realize that the you've gone down a dead end, you know, mm. and that the, that the, the whys at the end of that are sort of a, a red herring. And yeah. that that is not, when you've reached that dead end, you kind of have to rewind and back up because that's ultimately probably not going to be a very compelling reason if the real thing here is that you feel that other people are going to find you unworthy. Uh, that may not be a problem we can solve by cutting down on your soda. And there's also, if one of those whys happens to, if the answer to one of those whys happens to be because my friends told me or because social media told me or the doctor told me that in itself is a bit of a, a red herring or a red flag as well because the compelling reason has to be rooted in your own desires and your own beliefs they can't come from somebody else if they do come from somebody else it's really not going to not going to last you can sort of sustain that oh, i'm trying to make my doctor happy or my mother happy or whatever it happens to be you can do that for a little while but it's not going to be sustainable so one of those whys if it does come back say with somebody else's opinion then maybe mm. you need to to back up a little bit and and try a different one and it's it's actually a really fun exercise too another fun little fill in the blank exercise actually i guess I guess that's not really a fill in the blank. That's an open question exercise. Here's a way to do it kind of as a fill in the blank. And that is to complete the sentence, I want to be somebody who. Mm. I want to be someone who. Uh, because there, you're fishing around for what this means to you and your identity. You know, who it is that you want to be in the world. And that's something that lies very deep and very close to most of our hearts. And and if you're having trouble accessing why this is important to you, why this is worth working for, sometimes that's another way to peek under that lid is to ask, is to, to fill in that blank. I want to be someone who can get up and dance at a wedding until the band mm. stops playing without feeling winded, you know, after the first hokey pokey. I want to be someone who can, who doesn't have to wait at the bottom of the hiking trail while my grandchildren run up ahead of me to to see the view at the top because I'm not fit enough to go up there with them. I want to be at the top of the hill with them to watch to see the view with them. Uh, or I just want to be there when they yeah. graduate from high school or graduate from college or get married and then be able to get out of my chair and dance all the dances. So, you know, I want to be someone who, how is it that you want to go through your life? And it's not about what size your jeans are. No. No, it's true. It's got to be it's got to be deeper than that. Now, this probably if you're listening and you think like, yeah, I've heard this before. I've done these exercises. I've gotten out my journal and I've written out my my compelling reasons and yet it when push comes to shove, when the rubber meets the road, it still never feels important enough to me that I actually make the change. I still choose that inaction. So what am I doing wrong? Well, I think it really comes down to that it wasn't a compelling enough reason. Mm -hmm. 
And there's a, there's the old saying that if you really want to do something, it can't be a, yeah, okay, that sounds nice. It's got to be a hell yeah, or it's a hell no. And I think we've got to look for those hell yeahs when we're developing these compelling reasons. And, or, I mean, sometimes the compelling reason changes yeah. as time goes on too. So maybe something that was important to you six months ago when you when you first set up this or you did this this exercise well it's not quite as meaningful anymore because some things have changed your situation has changed enough that that once compelling reason has lost some of its its compellingness and uh, and so now it's time to to do the process again yes we've certainly seen that with people that we work with long term that they find that as they go through their process of growth and evolution that their compelling reason changes so if you start to feel like you're losing your motivation and I'll put that word in air quotes um, it, it may be that you need to kind of reconnect with or maybe even update your compelling reason but I think that if you find uh, that you are still just not motivated to to stick to your plans, it could be one of three reasons. One, um, that the compelling reason was actually somebody else's desire for you and not yours. Brock mentioned that mm. earlier. It's something that you think you should want or that somebody else has placed as a priority for you and it's not your reason. It could be that it's just you stopped at that superficial level of, of the whys and didn't actually dig down deep enough to find where it hooks into your psyche, your identity, your desires, your deepest desires for your life. And the third reason sometimes that I think that that compelling reason doesn't translate into sustaining change is because that's all you've got. Mm. You only have the compelling reason. And that's really just the first of the things, the, the eight things that we've outlined. Once you have your compelling reason, there's a lot more pieces you need to put yeah. into place <laughs> in order to start translate, translating that into action and ultimately into results. So the third reason that maybe your compelling reason is not compelling you is that you never went past that to start to investigate what that process of change is going to look like. Yeah, if you become a long-term listener to this podcast, and I hope you do, you'll really, you'll find that there is no one big answer. There's just a whole lot of little answers, which can sound, I don't know, scary, but it's not actually, because those little things are easier to implement than something really big and drastic. But anyway, I'm getting way ahead of ourselves. This is like a, a lesson for six months from now when you've listened to a ton of these episodes. But I did have one more thing I wanted to add to why the compelling reason um, may not be sticking or important enough. And that might be because, you know, the process of setting this up often involves us needing to take some time to forgive ourselves for our past failures. And when we have trouble connecting to a, a deeply meaningful reason, the barrier can be it because we don't actually think that we deserve the success. Mm. There we we look at our past failures as a definition of who we are rather than who we were. And so we're not able to actually latch onto it because we haven't taken the time to to dare to dream and, and go past our, our past failures and, and forgive ourselves for the things that have happened in the past and, and let us move past them. Wow, that's deep, brother. <laughs> yeah, and maybe not only do we let our past failures determine what we think we deserve for our future? But maybe we also allow them to predict what's possible for mm -hmm. us. And we have to realize that the past never predicts what's possible in the future. 
Great insight. Yeah, Noam Chomsky refers to those as limiting beliefs. I think we've all we've all heard that term, and in some place or another, the beliefs that we have really do often limit our ability to not only achieve things, but even believe that we can mm-hmm. achieve those things in order to take mm-hmm. those first steps. Yeah. yeah. So we're not going to leave you hanging here. We are going to continue our exploration. And next week, we're going to dig into the second thing that we think that you need to make positive, sustainable changes. And that is curiosity. Now, that's one I think that doesn't end up on a lot of lists, but uh, we find to be critically important. We're going to talk about that next week. But just to wrap up today, let's just summarize the the takeaways. And then we're going to give you this week's lab assignment. Okay, so I think the the first takeaway, the first one, is that your desire to change must be more powerful than your desire to stay the same. Well said. I'll throw out the second one. The second takeaway is that this has to be something that you really want for yourself because of who you dream of becoming and who you dare to become. Yeah, gotta get personal. And the third one is that I think you need to really spend some time to forgive yourself for your past missteps, your past failures, because you can change and you can rewrite those outcomes. And the fourth one is once you have found your compelling reason, something that feels deeply connected to you, you can't stop there. Mm-hmm. Then the real fun begins as we start to put into place the the systems and the experiments and the observations that will make that change begin to happen in your life. And that's what we're going to get into in the next well, few episodes, All episodes for sure. <laughs> All episodes, yeah. But before we get to the next episode, before we let you completely off the hook, we are going to give you what we're going to refer to from now on as your lab assignment, because this is the Change Academy after all. So what are we going to get everybody to do this week? So I would love it if everyone would just take some time to think a little bit about your why. Whatever change you are thinking of when you come to this podcast and think, yes, I want to create positive change in my life. Maybe you have an idea of what that change will look like. Well, we want you to think about why. Hmm. Is this change something that you really want for yourself? Or is it maybe just something that you think you should want? Sit down and write out your whys. Keep asking why. Ask at least five times. See if you can... At least five, yeah. Five seems to be the magic number. I don't know why. <laughs> see if you can go five layers deep and then see if you can complete this sentence. I want to be someone who... And don't be afraid to be a little bit lofty with that. That's that's a really fun sentence to answer. And feel free to answer it more than once. Yes, definitely answer it more than once. And make sure you have fun with it too. Like you can be silly. You can be goofy with it. As long as you do get personal at some point, but sometimes throwing out those sort of superficial ones, like I'm the person who only eats half a donut or something like, yeah, that's a, that's a good type of person to be, but it's maybe not quite as deep as you want to go. So throw those out first and let yourself just sort of dig deeper and deeper until you get into those really meaningful and personal um, whys and or I am the person who... I am really excited about this journey that we are starting with this podcast and with all of you listening. So we want to make sure that you join the Change Academy. And there are three ways that you can do that. Number one is to make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, whatever app, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that it's in your feed every week. And, uh, and while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind rating it or reviewing it in your podcast app, that also will help other people find this brand new podcast. 
Number two, uh, head on over to our website, changeacademypodcast.com, and you can find show notes for all of the shows, but you can also sign up for our weekly updates. Yeah. And if you get those weekly updates, you can hit reply on any of those, or you can send us an email or find us on social media. And please share with us what you're working on, and, and let's work together on how to, how to make these changes really last. We're here to, we're here to help. That's the whole point of this. So let us help you and and we'll keep this a two-way street too. So we're not just always talking to you. You can talk to us too. Okay, Brock, I will see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. All right, thank you, everybody. Don't forget your lab assignment. This has been the Change Academy.